Welcome to Takedown Tuesday on Check with Chip. I'm Chip Maxwell. Takedown Tuesday is dedicated to the proposition that there are some people, causes, and arguments in need of a conservative body slam. Cleaning up the town, cleaning up the mess, made by a Hollywood media liberal. Recently, my college daughter sent me a clip from the show, The Newsroom. It's gone viral in recent years with the label, The Most Honest Three Minutes in Television History. This has ruined the movie, The Crossing, for me. The Crossing is about the Battle of Trenton, the stunning surprise upset victory of the American Revolutionary Army over the dreaded Hessians. The movie is ruined because Jeff Daniels plays George Washington in The Crossing, And he also plays the news anchor in The Newsroom, whose mission in life is to tear down America. Apparently, the tone of the show reflects Daniel's leftist politics. Maybe in honor of one of Daniel's previous film credits, and to accurately characterize his rant, the clip should be called Dumb and Dumber. The clip features a panel of media experts in a college auditorium packed with students, A female student asks the panelists why they think America is the greatest country in the world. A left-leaning panelist says diversity and opportunity. A conservative panelist says freedom is what makes America the greatest country in the world. Then the supposedly neutral, objective panelist, the Jeff Daniels character, hijacks the conversation and takes it in a different and dark direction. How dare you ask such a question, he snarls at the student. In a profanity-laced opening salvo, he insults the liberal panelist and the conservative panelist for demeaning themselves by taking the question seriously. And then the righteous Hollywood media liberal gets rolling. And with a straight face, you're going to tell students that America is so star-spangled awesome that we're the only ones in the world who have freedom? Canada has freedom. Japan has freedom. The UK, France, Italy, Germany, Spain, Australia, Belgium has freedom. So 207 sovereign states in the world, like 180 of them have freedom. All right. And yet you, uh, sorority girl, just in case you accidentally wander into a voting booth one day, there's some things you should know. And one of them is there is absolutely no evidence to support the statement that we're the greatest country in the world. We're seventh in literacy, 27th in math, 22nd in science, 49th in life expectancy, 178th in infant mortality, third in median household income, number four in labor force, and number four in exports. We lead the world in only three categories. Number of incarcerated citizens per capita, number of adults who believe angels are real, and defense spending, where we spend more than the next 26 countries combined, 25 of whom are allies. Now, none of this is the fault of a 20-year-old college student, but you nonetheless are, without a doubt, a member of the worst period, generation period ever, period. So when you ask what makes us the greatest country in the world, I don't know what the... Whoa there, Hollywood media liberal. Doing what Democrats do these days, high level, national profile, Democratic National Committee chairman, presidential candidate Democrats, drop F-bombs all over the place to show how cool and relatable and righteously indignant they are. During this dramatic silence in the scene, the camera shows stunned college students or college students eagerly recording and absorbing every word of the gospel according to the Hollywood media liberal. Remember, this is the most honest three minutes in television history. 
Now Hollywood media liberal mournfully reflects that America used to be the greatest country. Sure used to be. We stood up for what was right. We fought for moral reasons. We passed laws, struck down laws for moral reasons. We waged wars on poverty, not poor people. We sacrificed, we cared about our neighbors, we put our money where our mouths were, and we never beat our chest. We built great big things, made ungodly technological advances, explored the universe, cured diseases, and we cultivated the world's greatest artists and the world's greatest economy. We reached for the stars, acted like men. We aspired to intelligence, we didn't belittle it, it didn't make us feel inferior. We didn't identify ourselves by who we voted for in the last election, and we didn't, we didn't scare so easy. <laughs> we were able to be all these things and do all these things because we were informed by great men, men who were revered. First step in solving any problem is recognizing there is one. America is not the greatest country in the world anymore. Okay, let's take this poisonous drop by poisonous drop and provide the antidote to this toxic anti-American broadside. We start with the jab at the conservative for saying freedom is what makes America the greatest nation in the world. You're going to tell students that America is so star-spangled awesome that we're the only ones in the world who have freedom? Canada has freedom. Japan has freedom. The UK, France, Italy, Germany, Spain, Australia, Belgium has freedom. So 207 sovereign states in the world, like 180 of them have freedom. All right. The conservative didn't say America was the only country with freedom. He said freedom is what makes America the greatest country. There is nothing wrong with saying that. Nothing offensive, nothing that should trigger anyone. Other countries also have freedom? Great! That does not undermine or contradict to any degree the American's belief that freedom is the best thing about his country. So rattling off other countries with freedom is a non sequitur. It does not follow. This whole diatribe is a non sequitur. Also, freedom does not mean the same thing in every society. And I don't mean exotic cultures in Africa or Asia. In countries with which we share Anglo-cultural roots, England and Canada, freedom of speech and freedom of worship are under siege. It would take too long to plow through all the examples. Left-wing corporate totalitarian rainbow jackbooted thuggery is kicking you-know-what and taking names of people who stand with 4,000 years of Judeo-Christian teaching on a variety of issues in Canada and England. And yet you, uh, sorority girl, just in case you accidentally wander into a voting booth one day, there's some things you should know. That's classy, macho Hollywood liberal guy, going to show your chops by insulting a female college student. What are you, a graduate of the Clinton-Weinstein liberal progressive Democrat charm school? There is absolutely no evidence to support the statement that we're the greatest country in the world. Then he recites his litany of negative stats in literacy, math, etc. I don't trust anything in such a disingenuous tirade.
Even if we take it all at face value, a truly free society is going to have higher highs and lower lows than more tightly managed societies. And the Hollywood media liberal conveniently ignores the correlation between the decline in overall American educational achievement and the increasing control of education by the left. We lead the world in only three categories. Number of incarcerated citizens per capita, number of adults who believe angels are real, and defense spending, where we spend more than the next 26 countries combined, 25 of whom are allies. I have no doubt this Hollywood media liberal was one of those blasting President Trump for rattling NATO's cage and getting members to pay their fair share for keeping Europe free and prosperous and democratic. He also says, oh, we spend more than the next 26 countries and 25 our allies, well, wait a minute, China and Russia must be in that top 25 or top 26 somewhere. And anyway, uh, the crack about defense spending was not the worst part of that snippet. He thinks too many people are in prison. Should we not arrest people committing crimes? Again, it's part of the price of freedom. People are free to make bad antisocial decisions. By the way, nowhere in this harangue is there any mention of the number one problem, the heaviest drag on American exceptionalism, out-of-wedlock birth. The Hollywood media liberal does not stick the tab for declining standards and increasing incarceration rates where it truly belongs, on the left, for its arrogance and ignorance in declaring that fathers and two-parent families were relics of the past and the national welfare entitlement state would replace the family as the building block of society. More like the wrecking ball of society. And even that was not the worst part of that snippet. Did you catch the smug, sophisticated dismissal of religion and faith? We lead the world in number of adults who believe angels are real. There he is, the proud secular relativist who believes he is God. He is the center of the universe. There's nothing else, no other reality, no supernatural aspect to our existence. Hey, sport, the people who founded this nation, that even you agree was at one time anyway the greatest country in the world, those people believed in angels in fact, they specifically said they were setting up a limited government because men are not angels and cannot be trusted with unlimited power. Back to the insufferable elitist polemic. Now, none of this is the fault of a 20-year-old college student, but you nonetheless are, without a doubt, a member of the worst period generation period ever period. Says a baby boomer from a generation that has some of the most spoiled, whiny, selfish, wasteful, destructive, disrespectful, ungrateful twits to ever pass through the annals of American history. And now the lament for pre-Trump pre-Reagan 20th century America, when the New Deal, the Great Society, Big Government, and Big Media were in the ascendancy, and we really were the greatest country in the world. Sure used to be. We stood up for what was right. We fought for moral reasons. We passed laws, struck down laws for moral reasons. Newsflash, alleged journalist. We still pass and strike down laws for moral reasons. Always have and always will. You don't like laws protecting gun rights and the right to life, but the motivations are every bit as moral as yours. And I'm giving a lot of ground on that one by acknowledging your motivations as moral. We waged wars on poverty, not poor people.
Yes, and the war on poverty caused poverty to metastasize in America. The Trump economy finally is pushing down the number of food stamp recipients and producing record high job numbers and record low unemployment numbers across all demographic categories. We sacrificed, we cared about our neighbors, we put our money where our mouths were and we never beat our chest. Hollywood media liberal must be one of those stingy lefties about whom Arthur Brooks wrote in Who Really Cares? The Surprising Truth About Compassionate Conservatism. Brooks showed that conservatives earn less income than liberals and yet give more to charity. We built great big things, made ungodly technological advances, explored the universe, cured diseases, and we cultivated the world's greatest artists and the world's greatest economy. We reached for the stars, acted like men. We aspired to intelligence. We didn't belittle it. It didn't make us feel inferior. We're still doing it, you myopic scold. And if we continue throwing off the wet blanket of government management and shaking off the chloroform of leftist anti-excellence dogma, we will achieve great things this century. We didn't identify ourselves by who we voted for in the last election, and we didn't... We didn't scare so easy. That is outrageous. Dennis Prager has been the best, I note on this Takedown Tuesday, at body-slamming the left over this. Prager has seemingly endless examples of Democrats who are adults with children telling their parents, the grandparents of their children, that those grandparents can no longer have contact with their grandchildren because the grandparents voted for Trump. Imagine telling your parents, no, you can't have any more contact with my children, your grandchildren, because you voted for the wrong candidate. That's twisted, sick, unbelievable, and it's a phenomenon of the left, not the right. As for who scares easily and where the real men are, which side has safe spaces and emergency counselors on call? if a conservative speaker is coming to campus. We were able to be all these things and do all these things because we were informed by great men, men who were revered. Hollywood media liberal is talking about Edward R. Murrow, Walter Cronkite, Dan Rather, Ted Koppel, Barbara Walters, Tom Brokaw, Peter Jennings, leftist lions of 20th century television news. Hollywood media liberal is angry and sad that it's all gone now that the Babe Ruth of talk radio, Rush Limbaugh, launched an industry that has blown up the left's monopoly on news and commentary. First step in solving any problem is recognizing there is one. America is not the greatest country in the world anymore. If he's talking about America before the Trump presidency, maybe I agree to some extent. There was a decline. That's why the campaign slogan, Make America Great Again, resonated so strongly with so many American voters. The problem is the relentlessly negative and distorted view of America that the Hollywood media liberal and his ilk inflict on the young people of America. The first step in solving it is to fillet bone by bone the kind of bunk spewed by Jeff Daniels and replace it with the truth. A reasonable person might ask, why must you insist that America is the best? Okay, America is a great nation. 
Why do you Americans, why do you conservatives insist that everyone must recognize America as the greatest country in the world? It's a fight to the death for primacy of America because of the values at stake. The founders noted that they were creating a government unlike anything in history, an experiment in self-government with power flowing from the bottom up instead of the top down. President Abraham Lincoln wondered whether the last best hope of Earth, the American experiment in government of, by, and for the people, would perish in the Civil War. The totalitarians of the 20th century were defeated, but their ideology lives on in the 21st century and remains at war with American founding values of liberty, private property rights, capitalism and free markets, democracy and reverence for the rule of law, the idea that work is good, and the fundamental principle of the American dream, which is that people who work hard and play by the rules should be rewarded with prosperity and freedom to enjoy their God-given civil rights. Most of the world does not work that way and never has. That's why people all over the world still try to get to America. In fact, let's conclude this way. Let's conclude by going back to Hollywood media liberals' most sweeping, grandiose, bombastic declaration. There is absolutely no evidence to support the statement that we're the greatest country in the world. No evidence? Not a shred of truth to it? Huh? Gosh, then not only are Americans stupid, but so are all the people all over the world trying to get to America, legally and illegally, because they also see America as the greatest country in the world. They seem to believe that America is still the place where you can arrive with nothing but the clothes on your back and make a great life for yourself and your family. They seem to believe that America, though not perfect, is the place on this planet where you are most likely to be rewarded for working hard and playing by the rules with prosperity and freedom to enjoy your God-given civil rights. These millions of poor fools all over the world seem to believe that America, among all nations, is the place that provides the best life for the most people. Thank goodness there's a Hollywood media liberal who can set them straight about this terrible country that has allowed him to make a fortune and say and do whatever he wants. That's Takedown Tuesday on Check with Chip. I'm Chip Maxwell. Thank you for listening.